Welcome to Lead by Example, where we talk to business leaders about their passions in life, at work, and how their journey can help others. I'm Jason Manning, and I've been interviewing celebrities, musicians, and other interesting people for the past 20-plus years and look forward to bringing you an inside look at how business leaders are inspired to do amazing things and lead by example. Each of them has an interesting story to tell, and they just might have a lot in common with you. So join us on this journey to find out what inspires these people to do what they do and where that passion comes from. I'll be joined by my co-host, Matt Berry. He's founder of Conversion Marketing, an avid storyteller who appreciates learning from fellow business leaders. This podcast is brought to you by Conversion Marketing, bringing decades of experience in storytelling and marketing to B2B and tech companies who also lead by example. Another edition of Lead by Example, Matt, hello. How you doing, Jason? I'm doing awesome. We've got a very special guest, and I mean that literally, uh, somebody very important in your life. Indeed. Yes, uh, we've been saving this one for a while for the right time, and uh, I'm happy today to be joined by my wife, Monica Berry. Um, Monica, as you'll hear, certainly leads by example in different facets of of our lives, Um, certainly at work, at home with the kids, and um, for a lot of her friends and people around her, uh, she is definitely an inspiration to many. So with that, welcome, Monica, to the show. Thanks, Matt and Jason. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. So um, we typically start out, let's hear a little bit about, you know, what you do, the company you work for, um, and we'll go from there. Sure thing. Um, I work for Cineos Health, and it's one of the only fully integrated biopharmaceutical solutions agency. And what that means is that unlike other big organizations like Ogilvy um, and others who have consumer product good clients as well as a smaller group of healthcare customers, Cineos Health is solely focused on providing agency support um, to the pharmaceutical um, and device companies exclusively. So we start with the research and development of new molecules and new treatments and pull them through to the commercialization um, from beginning to end. That's pretty awesome. So I know you work with uh, a number of big pharmaceutical healthcare companies, um, and I know that you work heavily, you know, not just with the client, but also you know, with your teams internally. Um, so could you talk a little bit about like that whole, your client interaction and managing teams, uh, how Absolutely. that works? Sure. So yeah, as you said, we have um, quite a large number of large pharmaceutical partner um, companies as well as the smaller ones. Uh, for example, I personally work with Boeinger Ingelheim and ASI Pharmaceuticals. Um, and certainly we also live in the device and diagnostic space as well. Um, my work in this in the agency is medical communications. So that's a very specific um, avenue by which the pharmaceutical companies educate physicians, um, whether it's by broadcast or webcast or the materials that the sales representatives deliver um, to the physicians as well as patient education. So it's my job to figure out what the story should be and how to deliver that that story with the right data and evidence to support it. Yep. And so obviously, um, I've seen your, your job and responsibilities and focus 
shift in uh, with with the COVID uh, pandemic taking hold in in March. Could you talk a little bit about how that's impacted the business, and then some of the new things that you guys are doing? You know, new opportunities, new ways of working. Of course, um, I think like most companies, um, we're seeing some challenges and some shifts with how we engage with our internal teams and how we communicate with our clients externally, Um, certainly leveraging digital platforms, understanding what's out there. Um, And I think COVID has accelerated uh, the uptake and um, knowledge base of all of these great tools that are available to us and were available to us even before COVID. Uh, But I think we've been, you know, forced to accelerate our learning. Um, You know, some of our challenges include how to keep the cohesiveness of our teams um, and also keep everyone's spirit up. I think a lot of folks initially felt a little isolated, not having the energy that we normally have in the office um, and trying to figure out again, how to use technology to accomplish all the things that we need to do. Um, But I think um, some of the unique things that I've seen with my customers um, have a lot to do with um, the telehealth space. Um, You know, in the short month after we were all, you know, quarantined and pulled out of the office, uh, physician offices closed too. And in just that first month, there was over 400% increase in the use of telehealth. So you can imagine that in a lot of ways, our customers, our clients were coming to us asking for answers. You know, how can we, um, how can we shift what we do to solve the problems that we have, such as um, in the pharmaceutical world, and I'm sure in very many other um, in, uh, industries, um, they rely on the field sales force um, for their, you know, product education, um, sharing of samples, um, and just the relationship building that's that's needed between the company and and their healthcare providers. And um, first of all, the office doors were closed to the sales representatives. Um, and also for those that were open, um, obviously every state and every zip code has a different um, level or sense of urgency with COVID at any particular time. So in some parts of the country, the offices are open and others are closed. Um, so if the sales representatives are in the office, they also have to maintain their social distance. Um, and their normal course of business is to bring their iPad in with some really great digital content, some video, and generally they would sit in the physician's office and share the screen over the iPad um, and have conversations about new drugs, new disease categories, and new information. But that's not possible now. Um, you know, when you have to keep six feet apart, it's really hard to see that small screen on the iPad and be able to detail your customer with the important information, especially in the pharmaceutical world where, you know, everything is really evidence-based. There are no claims that we can make without FDA approval um, and all the science to support it. So our company, Cineos Health, um, has come up with a new technology or new tool that will allow the sales representatives to replicate or beam their content right to their customer or healthcare provider's phone or iPad um, right there in the office so that they could maintain social distance while still presenting everything that they have on their iPad to share in terms of education. So I've seen that as a great um, response by our company to develop new technologies to solve problems for our customers. Um, And the second piece is really also thinking about um, how physicians treat and diagnose patients in a remote way. So um, one of my clients focuses in um, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD, which is really, um, you know, a very serious um, lung deficiency, the inability to inhale. 
And part of the physician's interaction with that patient in order to diagnose them and also to determine how far along the disease journey they are, how severe are they, uh, relies on being able to um, use some in-office um, breathing techniques and for the physician to be able to evaluate their ability to breathe and determine what is the right course of treatment and what is the right course, um, you know, in terms of their next steps. And you can imagine that over the phone and over a Zoom video, it's really um, kind of hindered their ability to do the best that they can in treating patients. So my company um, thought very carefully for this client, how can we help physicians better care for patients? And we've had to come up with really clever tools and questionnaires that will help the physician have great conversations with patients over video, be able to diagnose them in a way and in the manner that they were able to before. And we do that by partnering with national thought leaders all along the way to make sure that our education and our information um, is relevant, accurate, and effective. So those are two ways that we've had to adapt in our healthcare space as we think about communications in this you know, post-COVID environment. That's awesome. And uh, just for the audience, I can tell you, I, I hear Monica works from home. Um, and so a lot of days I get to listen in on some of her calls. And it's always amazing to hear how she's pushing her team and her clients to think of new ways of approaching some of the challenges that they're facing. Um, and Monica is very humble, but I can tell you every step along the way in her career, she has been acknowledged and rewarded and given awards for really pushing those around her and, you know, not, um, not just doing the status quo, but coming up with new creative ideas. And so most recently, Jason, yeah. she, was, uh, she was announced as one of the um, 2020 Healthcare Business Women's Association's Rising Stars. So uh, great acknowledgement from Monica in yeah. the industry and just, you know, says a lot about the work and the way that she works with her teams. Congratulations, Monica. That's huge. Oh, thank you. And, and you know when you... You're making me blush, Matt. Thank you for all those <laughs> kind words. And I will say, I think there's, there's so much behind or, you know, that they're to unpack about leading by example. Right. Um, you know, especially as a leader in my team, I have about 30 or so um, coworkers who ladder up to me. And it's um, really the way that I, I like to approach um, training my team and helping them to elevate their skills is really showing them by example how to do that. Um, you know, there's, of course, it's important to have conversations and, and to lay out a plan and come up with steps and give, you know, good feedback along the way. But I think there's no better, better example um, than what I do in front of customers and, and allowing my my colleagues and those that report to me the opportunity to try as well. Monica, can I ask you one question as somebody that isn't in a position like you are, how, when you lead by example, do you think when you look back at 2020 and how you've had to manage uh, over a zoom call or a team's call, do you think that's helped you be a stronger leader? I do. Cause I think a lot of things that we take for granted um, in terms of how important it is for us as leaders to be optimistic. Um, certainly, you know, I have a bad day and I'll vent a little bit to my team, but um, we have to be really thoughtful and careful about how we do that. It, it really does um, trickle down and affect everyone around you. And I think that, you know, as, you, as a leader, if you can be optimistic, um, if you can be um, sensitive and empathetic, um, and also make sure that you're reaching out from time to time from on a one-to-one -one basis. 
it really goes a long way. I can hear the appreciation and I can um, and really feel the difference when you take the time um, to understand every, you know, everyone's got uh, personal issues at home and we don't like to bring them into the office, but now that we're all home all the time, it's hard not to. Yep. Um, so I think it's really a lot about sympathy, empathy, and I really learned a lot about, you know, human nature um, and making sure that we keep a very fair uh, work-life balance. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, you guys have done some really creative things with getting together socially. I know early on it was some happy hours, and now <laughs> I hear you guys playing games that I don't even quite know what you're doing, but yeah. it seems like that's a great way to keep the team engaged after yeah. hours. We, um, we've we definitely had a really nice cadence of internal happy hours and events um, and external happy hours and events with our customers. Um, you know, I like to include something educational or some kind of development opportunity in addition to the fun and maybe a cocktail at the end. Um, so we actually have an upcoming client happy hour. Um, we'll spend the first 30 minutes or so digging into some insights um, and innovations that come from Cineos Health. Um, and we'll spend the second half hour uh, doing a murder mystery game with our clients. Um, so a little bit of you know work, a little bit of play, um, but I think it's really important to um, continue to nurture the relationships um, because that is probably one of the, I would say, the relationships I have with my customers and with my team are the greatest part of my success. That's awesome. To uh, to wrap up the, the work portion of this conversation, I would just say that um, one other facet that uh, I really appreciate is, you know, the benefit of having a wife who is also in marketing and understands communications and all that is behind the scenes. Monica has been instrumental with conversion marketing of helping us think through our strategy and how we work with our clients. And she knows that if I was able to uh, pull her away from Cineos, I would in a heartbeat, but uh, the next best thing is just having Monica's advice and, you know, a second opinion on things behind the scenes. So um, that's been really great. That's huge. Like that's part of, that's such a it just warms it warms the subcockles because you guys <laughs> have no but you guys have such a great respect for each other. I love that. Yeah, it works pretty well. Yeah. And so speaking of respect, um that respect has come over the course of the last 29 years. So for a little bit of background on us, Monica and I met in high school. Yeah, I was uh, I am two years older than her. Uh, Monica was the the new girl in school. She moved into our town, um, and I quickly you know chased her down. And we could talk a little bit more about how we met and all of those great things. But now uh, this month we will be celebrating our twentieth wedding anniversary, um, which is exciting. Yeah, and um, you know. As we start to dig into some of the fun stuff and fun stories and the music, um, Fish, Grateful Dead, as we've talked about, has been important in my life. It's uh, very much been a part of our lives um, as long as we've known each other. So, you know, uh, I, I forget when Monica's first Dead show was, maybe 1992. Mm -hmm. um, and we've seen, you know, we saw the Dead all over the country. We saw our last Grateful Dead show in uh, Northern California shortly before Jerry passed away. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. We've been seeing fish ever since, and our last fish show was this past New Year's Eve, and I just keep thinking back to that show, and who knows when our next show will be, but at least we went out in style with uh, three sets of awesome fish at Madison Square Garden. That is, that, the, isn't that the thing? Like, what, what, let me ask the question, what's the, 
who's the first band you want to see once everything gets back to normal? Or am I asking my or am I answering my own question? <laughs> Hands down, it's going to be fish. I have to say, um, yeah, the concerts have definitely been a, a red thread throughout our relationship, and we've probably been to more shows than our parents would probably want to know about. Um, and actually, we had our first we got our first pet uh, right after Jerry passed away um, oh. in our own kind of memorial way. So yeah. it's a very big part of our lives. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I when when I finished high school, I went to college out in San Diego, as yep. we've talked about. Yep. Monica started in Arizona um, and after a year came out to San Diego. And then, you know, we lived together uh, in terrible Mission Beach and Pacific Beach for a few years. And those were great years for seeing the Grateful Dead. So this was around, I think, 1994, ish 95. And we would go up and down the California coast in my Jeep, uh, seeing dead shows. And it was a whole lot of fun. Oh, so good. I love that. I love that you've got that common thread together and that you, Monica, you embrace the dead. From day one. As a matter of fact, Matt, didn't we, we went to Chicago for the yes. uh, dead and friends, right? When, um, Fit the fare thee well. The oh, you did. Right. Oh, yes. you did. Oh, you lucky people. <laughs> Well, even better, we we didn't know when we woke up that morning that we would be that evening at Soldier Field seeing the dead with with Trey. Um, A few of our friends had gone, and they were there the first night. I think that was July 3rd, if I have my dates correct, or July 4th. Um, And we woke up, and we're like, how are we missing this after everything? How are we missing this? Um, We quickly booked some flights to Chicago. Um, I don't remember who was watching the kids, but... uh, as we were flying there, our friends on the ground were working on finding us tickets, which they did. We landed. We put our stuff down in the hotel. We got over the Soldier Field, and that night we were right there for the action. It was awesome. Oh, my God. Like that? You got to oh, – you giving me chills. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's such a good story. I had no clue about that. That makes it even – that makes you guys even better. And looking back, you know, now that we miss our live uh, concert so yeah. much now, um, each of those moments are really even more special. Yes, yeah. ab- absolutely. You know, we, we found um, a really interesting opportunity. There's a local campground that's owned by some fish heads. Yeah. And um, they had, uh, over the weekend, a celebration um, which included some fish cover bands. So although it wasn't quite the Saratoga <laughs> summer <laughs> concert uh, that we remember, um, it was at least an opportunity to hear live music in a safe environment. Oh, that's cool. Like it's it really is, isn't it? Like it's some it's part of your DNA. And when we can't just go to shows, it, it is such a great reminder is never, never not buy the concert ticket moving forward. Like go to the show, even if you're tired, go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, along the way, we've we've definitely seen a lot of other great bands live. Um, but the one that always sticks out for me because it's like and I don't know really where it started for us. But anytime Lenny Kravitz has been anywhere in the New York area, yeah. as long as we've been back here, you know, we've uh, found our way to his shows. And I don't know, like I like a lot of artists and musicians and I can't I wouldn't say like, oh, Lenny Kravitz is my favorite, but. In terms of the music, the show that he puts on, the entertainer he is, um, his band, they're just incredible. So it's like, it's just one of those, beyond Fish and What Was the Dead, that's one of the very few artists that it's like, we won't miss it. And it's, uh, 
it's been a lot of fun over the years. It's just been now a number of years since he's toured. Yeah, and his uh, new autobiography comes out uh, real quickly, and it's getting good reviews. It's like his whole life right up to Let Love Rule, which, I mean, the guy's lived a crazy life, so it'll be yeah, interesting. He's, I didn't know about that. I have yeah, to check that out. Yeah, it's good. Monica, thank you for being awesome. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I've uh, I've been waiting to have you on here, and uh, thank you for everything. We didn't talk too much about how you lead by example in our house and with our kids, but <laughs> it goes without saying that yeah. you are certainly the one in the house that uh, that raises the bar every day for these kids and pushes them to be the best they can be, and you set a great example for them. Oh, thanks so much, guys. All right, thank you. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lead by Example. We hope you learned something new about our guest and about yourself. Please click subscribe to access past and future episodes. And remember, don't be a follower. Lead by Example.